All right, everyone, welcome to episode number, I think this is episode number five of the Champions of Small Business podcast. I'm your host, Charlie Anderson, and I am joined today by Matt Lane. Matt has a supplement company called House of Gains, um, located right here in central Pennsylvania. Super cool to have a company like yours and someone like you just in our area, man. I, I took like 15 minutes before we you came over here today to like kind of like do a little bit of research on you, and I'm impressed. Thank you. I'm impressed with everything that you do, man. You, I said it right before we started here, but you get it. Yeah. You get it, man. <laughs> like you're, you're exactly the kind of person that I want to have on this show. You're, you have, a sh- you have so much personality and drive and I can just see you kind of bubbling with it, man. So I know you're going to have some good stuff to share. So, um, thanks for being with me today, man. I appreciate you making, you made a decent little drive up here to do this. So I greatly, greatly appreciate it, man. So, um, let's kick it off. Cool. Tell me. Who is Matt Lane? Like, where'd you grow up? How'd you get started? Like, what made you take the leap into something like starting a supplement company? Well, my my wife and my employees and all my friends would definitely agree when you say that I have a lot of personality. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's definitely an attribute that if you were going to be like, oh, what, what can you say about Matt? He's got a lot of personality behind yeah. him. Um, so I am a York County native, mm-hmm. uh, born and raised. Uh Tried moving away before, uh, ran away to North Carolina for a couple months and moved back. Um, I love it here. Like, I don't care what people say about York, Harrisburg, blah, blah, blah. Like, this is a great place to live. Yeah, man. Um, there's so much potential here. There's so much opportunity. Um, it's where I grew up, so obviously it's where all my friends and family are from. Um, the cost of living's phenomenal. Uh, and I just... So I grew up um, in East York, uh, went to suburban, uh, had a pretty chaotic childhood. Um, and we'll, I mean, that's not really relevant to um, why I started House of Gains, but it is relevant to how I led into that. Mm-hmm. Um, I <laughs> I got into, let's just say, recreational activities at a very young age. Yeah, I'm and, reading through. Right, right. I'm reading between the lines um, there. We'll keep it family friendly. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, you see it a lot nowadays. I mean, yeah. you go anywhere and, you, and you'll find that stuff. Um, it's tragic. and uh, um, But, uh, fortunately, um, through those trials and tribulations, uh, you know, I mean, I, I, I did some things that I'm not necessarily proud of. Mm-hmm. Um, but in that, I was always very, I wouldn't say athletically inclined. Um, but as a kid, like, I was the kid that could never sit still. Um, like public school, I always got in trouble. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was the not necessarily hyperactive kid, um, but I was always like getting into stuff. Yeah, and it uh, that led me, you know, I mean, pretty much through my whole life. Uh, and then as I got older, into my late teens, early twenties, um, I, I mean, I was really into sports as a kid. Um, wrestling from age seven, I think is when I started doing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause it was combat. We didn't have money. Um, so I really wanted to play hockey, but yeah. like, that's an expensive, sport it's an expensive play. sport. And yep. like, it's not a school sport. Yeah. Um, so the people at school were like, put them in wrestling Yeah, because it's something that we can put this hard headed kid with <laughs> a lot of energy into yeah. something and, uh, that and soccer, but, uh, soccer, I can't run without 
looking down, uh-huh. like at the ball. Like yeah. I was never like I, I'm, I'm not coordinated, You're right? Um, at all. So I got into into wrestling. Um, I tried football. I'm not tall. I'm not fast, and I can't remember stuff. Yeah. Like, so it really, the football never really worked out either. <laughs> um, so I always, and then when I got into wrestling in high school, um, I got really I enjoy. I went to the weight room for the first time. And I realized that I was significantly stronger than everybody else, even though I was really small at that point mm-hmm. in time. Um, and I was like, well, I really like this, like, lifting weights thing. Uh, and then when the high school ended, I bounced around. Like I said, I went to North Carolina, got into some trouble. And then uh, when, a few years later, when I was about 22 years old, um, I had gotten a job uh, at a restaurant, um, waiting tables. And I was talking to this girl, and I was like, ah, I really want to just, like, get a gym membership. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was telling me that she worked at this place in East York called uh, Strictly Fitness. And, and I was like, cool. I went there. Um, started just, I got a job, or I got, I, I just got a gym membership, started working out there. Ran into two guys that were heading this, like, personal training business. Mm-hmm. Um, and asked them for a job. I was just like, I kind of want to see, like, if I could do this, yeah. like, cause I really enjoy working out. Um, I don't like taking orders from anybody. And that includes people telling me what to do. And also people telling me what you want to eat. Yeah. Like I didn't really like <laughs> having didn't, you people didn't like physically taking orders. Like you were. At yeah. The yeah. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't <laughs> want to take orders from somebody telling me what to do. And I didn't want to listen to what you, you know what I mean? That you needed to exercise a ranch or whatever sure. it was. Um, so <laughs> I got into that and guy taught me, um, sales uh i got a client list um the company that i was working for then folded and i basically got the opportunity to work for myself Mm -hmm. and um i mean i can go into that if you want me to just keep jumping yeah dude yeah let's just say let let the conversation roll man yeah tell me tell me i want to hear the whole thing Um, i I got so many points that i want to come back to now too but awesome um uh i'm I'm one of those guys that if you let me roll i won't i won't stop i won't stop for hours Um, do it do your thing so i uh, I started personal training, um, you know what I mean, grew my client list, and that's when I kind of was like, all right, well, I, I think I could do this, like, um, but I was always told, uh, my family's from, my mom is from East Germany, Okay. Uh, so, like, my grandfather always told me, you don't, like, quit a job without something else lined up. Yeah. Like, if you work, uh, like, you don't just walk away from a job unless you have something else lined up. Right. Uh, and I, that's always sort of lived with me. Work ethic has. Yeah. I was going to say your, is your mom a, she's a first, is that, is that first generation? She was like, born in Berlin technically. Okay. I, I believe so. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. Um, so she's a direct transplant. I'm first generation. Your, yeah, or so your like first generation. Okay. My mom um, and, my, and my two grandparents who are now deceased. My mom's still alive. Uh, then they moved to, they left East Germany into Berlin uh, and then they left Berlin to Canada. Both my aunts were born, I believe, in Montreal. Mm-hmm. And then they moved from Montreal to Boston, and then from Boston here to York. Nice. Um, and then they obviously stayed here forever yeah. <laughs> until after that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I was taught. Uh, it's one thing that I never really understood about a lot of, not a lot, but... Uh, a lot of American kids, I didn't, and I, I, I love America. Like I am an American through and through. Right. But a lot of the work ethic doesn't really jive with me. Yeah. Like the, the whole thought process of like, oh, whatever. Yeah. I, to me, I wake up and like it's all I think about. Yep. Um, is how I can work and how I can be industrious. Uh, so, I got a job at this gym, uh, and 
mean, things started to progress. I was still um, bartending pretty much like I got it to a point where I had like two days a week, Tuesdays and Thursdays, where I'd have like two clients in the morning, three clients in the evening. It was just, just enough to pay the bills. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I would bartend pretty much every day. So if I was training two days a week, I was bartending five days a week. Mm-hmm. And then if I was training three days a week, I was bartending four days a week. Right. Until I basically got it to a point where I was training Monday through Friday and I was bartending Friday and Saturday mm-hmm. or, or Saturday and Sunday. And then I finally just cut it down to Sundays. And I would, at one point in time, because I'm always trying to figure out what's the next thing. Right. Um, so then I got into, uh, at that point in time, I was like, well, training is, it's good. It's good money if you know how to sell. Sure. Uh, if you know how to get clients, if you know how to retain clients too. Yeah, yeah. But the difficult part is you're completely independent. You've got no, like, because I was basically just paying rent at this yeah. gym. Uh, and <laughs> you don't have health insurance. You, it's a you lot were doing of, like the 1099 independent contractor thing? Well, they, I was or? just paying them rent. So okay. I worked out an agreement where I wasn't paying them a portion. I wasn't working th- for them. Mm-hmm. Like they weren't feeding me clients. I was essentially just running a desk on a gym floor. Right. Okay. And I paid like, I think it was like three or 400 bucks to rent the desk. Mm-hmm. And he was like, do whatever you want. Because yeah. he was an older guy. Sure. The gym was on its way out the door anyway. And he was just like, I don't really care, dude. Do whatever you want. And yeah. I was like, okay. Like, I'll give you a check every month. Yeah. Um. And then I was able to have free reign, do my own branding. I think I called it never give up personal training mm-hmm. in the beginning. Um, and I decided I was going to go to school for physical therapy. Uh, I wanted to be a doctor. Um, nice. It, yeah, it was like a big dream of mine. Yeah. Uh, started going to school at Hack. Um, so basically I would do my, you know I mean, 8, 9 a.m. clients. I would have a break for lunch. I would go to Hack from like 11 to like 2 or 3, come back at 4, work from 4 to Eight. more clients uh, after that and then go yeah and then yeah. go home do my homework or whatever it yeah, was yeah. uh and that was pretty much my life uh there for a little while um and around 2017 or 2016 um i went through a pretty bad breakup and i just kind of was just like i don't really know what i want to do like with my life i thought that i had like everything sort of mapped out um and i was going to keep going to training, finish going to school, become a doctor, mm-hmm. get this really good paying job with all these benefits. Uh, but, you know what I mean? Life had a little bit different of a, a plan for me. And um, uh, after that, I was just like, you know what? Like, I, uh, so I'll get into essentially how I started the supplement stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're a trainer, you are always recommending products for people. Sure. And I would write down a list for, um, my, my clients and be like, here, go to online or go, go to, to vitamin shop, go to GNC and buy these specific products. This mm-hmm. is what I want you to take uh, this time today, whatever. And then they would come back with different stuff. And I'd be like, this isn't what I told you. Yeah. Like, like, like I, I t- know, I know what's right for you. Just go get the thing that I said is right for you. Just but what would happen is they were going and then the salesperson would get a hold of them uh-huh. and they'd be like, no, what you need is this. And I was like, all right, so my customers are getting grifted or my clients are getting grifted. Um, and then I'm like not getting commission off this either. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not even making, I'm recommending products for somebody else to get commission. Yeah. And I was like, this doesn't seem right. Yeah. Um, so then I started looking into uh, like 
wholesaling other people's stuff. Mm-hmm. And the startups were kind of big because I didn't have like a brick and mortar location. A lot of companies wouldn't sell to me. They didn't want to mess with you. You were too small. Yeah, I was too small. Um, and they, the inventories were going to be, it was going to be too much to handle. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? Like if I'm going to go all in on this, on this branding thing, why don't I just do it myself? Um, so then I started looking into, uh, you know what I mean? How to make my own products. Yeah. And I met with a friend of mine. Uh, his, his mom was in uh, QC her whole life and manufacturing. And uh, I was like, hey, if I give you like, you know what I mean? A roundabout what I want. Could we make this happen? Mm-hmm. And she's like, yeah. So we uh, we bought out. Um, there used to be a company in New York called Powder City. Okay. Um, now they have since been gone yeah. for a while. But I went on PCI auctions uh-huh. and bought uh, all of their old equipment. Nice. Well, most of their old equipment. Yeah. Uh, and we built out like a you know what I mean a small lab and started literally making our own product. I mean it's it's not. I looked, I researched it and I was like, this isn't as difficult as I thought it would be. Sure. Uh, as far as that goes, it's really just, it's like baking a cake. Yeah. You, you have flour, baking soda, right. flavoring. You just measure everything extra. out. You just measure it, it all put out. Put it all together. Put it in a tumbler. Yeah. Let it go. Yeah. And you just package it. And our first, um, I'll have to send you a picture of like our original logo. <laughs> uh, it was, it was unbelievably ghetto. Yeah. And like I say that because like it was ghetto. Like it was, I took... I had a friend of mine who does tattoos for a living uh-huh. and um, he was my client and I was just like, Yo, can you draw me like a logo yeah. for this? And I wanted the company to be called House of Gains mm-hmm. and it has like this real like visceral yeah. feeling to yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. So he he drew like this graffiti house and it said House of Gains. Yeah, that's exactly and, what I would picture as. Yeah, it was like this house with graffiti all over it and it said House of Gains and it had this big veiny bicep. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, on the bicep was like a chain uh-huh. that has, um, it's actually this chain that I have tattooed on my neck. Uh-huh. Um, so he's like, you got this chain tattooed on you so we'll put it in the logo yeah as, as like and if, a little nod to you yeah like like i said before like all yeah, the little like little nuances hint. and stuff there's little hints yeah uh and if you ever seen like the run the jewels logo mm-hmm. uh it's a, a band with killer mike and lp yeah, so yeah, yeah. rap super group yep. um it has like the finger guns in it yeah. so it had like that whole vibe and it's a house of gains underneath yeah i'm just like at first and they were in these bags and it tasted horrible because i really didn't know what i was doing yeah um and then that's how we started uh, and it, um, and then it just sort of grew. Like, I think because I was so, I jumped all in it. Um, I decided to drop out of school, uh, like right then yep. I was like, you know what? I think I was 20, 27 at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, I, as long as my brain still works, I was like, I can always go back to school. Right. And I mean, I can do it almost at any point in time in my life. People do it all the time. They go back to school when they're 50. Yeah. So I was like, but a company like this, I'm not going to be able to come back to in 10 years. Yep. Because if we, if I have kids, if I have stuff going on. Sure. Um, also, like, as you get older, people you're in my industry, like, looks are a lot. And sure. youth is a lot. Like, yeah. So I was like, all right, well, if I'm going to do this, I'm just going to do it now. Yeah. So I dropped out of school. Um, everybody was like, are you nuts? And I'm just like, yeah, I am. <laughs> yes, like, that's exactly <laughs> right. Totally insane. Yeah. And, like, I think this is a good idea. Um, and I honestly didn't even really expect it to work. Yeah. Um, I was just like, I'm just going to try it. Sure. And see what happens. Yeah. I mean, what's the, I tell people all the time, like, what's the worst thing that can happen in this country? You could fail a thousand times over 
and you can still start back at zero, you're fine. Yeah. Like, yeah, no matter what age you're at, you got a lot of hammer blows left, even if you're in your 50s. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't really matter. It sounds like that's very much kind of your, from what I'm picking up, kind of like your MO is, you're like, sorry for the language, but just fucking do it. Yeah. Right, just get in there and do it, right? It sounds like everything you did, like you were like, oh, you know, I, I want to try school now. Let me just hop in. You know, I want to do, I want to be a doctor. I want to be a, mm-hmm. you said, physical therapist. Let me just jump in and feet first and figure this thing out yeah. from the inside out. Like you didn't overthink it. You know, you never got stuck in that. Like, should I do this? Should I not do it? Yeah. If the star is kind of aligned and you know, you had a short pro and com com pro and con column, you're like, well, there's enough pros there. Let's do, let's yeah. go. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. We, we have a very similar, it sounds like, I mean, everything that you've just talked about, man, we had a very similar upbringing, mm-hmm. very similar, uh, childhood, adult, um, early adulthood, Working for other people, serving tables, doing all of this stuff, and it's it's funny the 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 consistencies that I see between people who start their own businesses. Right, they're all it's like a formula. We're like, we're all wired a little bit differently, mm-hmm. right? Like you, there's something undiagnosed in a lot of us. Yeah. Think, <laughs> you know, yeah, there's, there's definitely some like spectrum level stuff. Hundred percent. There's in something our brains that yeah. like would allow us to. Well, I look at when you say like, just do it. Like when people. People like us, I think a lot of the times have, uh, I don't want to say impulse issues, Mm -hmm. but like we look at it, we're just like, just do it. Like, what's the worst that could happen? Yeah. And again, like you, the worst that could happen is you fail. Yeah. And like, then you learn stuff. I mean, I can't, I I can only imagine in your business how many times you've lost money trying something that was like. More times than I can count. (laughs) You thought was a good idea. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh my God, there's 12 grand. Yeah. And it's gone <laughs> dude it happens all the time yeah I've, i i had to unfortunately get used to lo- like essentially uh gambling money yep. you know on marketing opportunities or mm-hmm. you know we want to do a big direct mail campaign cost me twenty seven thousand dollars. not a single person called us oh, God. you know like that kind of shit it's mm-hmm. it sucks but yeah that's that's what business is yeah you know it's, it's i look at it as like, it's almost like if you get into the stock market it's it's borderline degenerate yeah like where you're like this is like the stock market owning your own business like you're you're like a hairs away yeah from it being degenerate gambling yep um but it's like informed yeah so like i know like if i buy coca-cola at 59 dollars and 85 cents which i did this morning like i know that <laughs> it's a great a, stock yeah i buy it all the time it's one of those ones that every yeah. time it, it drops five percent i buy more yeah um and uh, this is not financial advice for anybody, <laughs> but definitely don't. Um, so, uh, but it's like informed. Like, so when you own yeah. your own business and you do a direct mail campaign um, and you, and it doesn't work out, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, I'm never going to do that again. Yeah. So it's like informed gambling, whereas opposed to like, if you keep get betting on the Dolphins and the Dolphins keep losing, yeah. I don't know sports at all. I don't yeah, watch sports, yeah. but like you keep betting on the Dolphins and they keep losing. You're never really like learn anything from it. You're like, dude, why don't you bet on the people playing the dolphins this time? Exactly. Like if they keep losing, yeah. like just bet on the opposite. And yeah. That's now, now, I mean, now in business, you're betting <clears throat> on yourself. Oh, all the right. Time. Instead of yeah. betting on, you know, betting on sports where you're, you know, whoever is, is the wide receiver drops a ball. Mm-hmm. you like, you can't control that outcome. Mm-hmm. The business is an outcome that you can control. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, but you have to kind of, it, I think it's good to frame it as like, yeah, this is kind of a gamble, yeah. but ultimately you control the gamble. I, I at least control the input. Yes. So like in my situation, um, like now, fortunately uh, for me, well, fortunately, unfortunately, 
I am uh, like a workaholic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love working. It's like, it's one of my favorite things to do. And uh, some people be like, oh, that's bad. But in the sense of owning my own business, it's great because I know that like, if I have an idea and I put everything into it, mm-hmm. I'm probably going to get a good outcome. Right. Uh, but if I bet on another company, I don't know their board of directors. I don't know what like all their internals are. And I don't have time to look at that stuff because we have such a short time to live. I mean, the average American lives to be like 75 years old. Mm-hmm. I'm already almost halfway there. So like I'm two years away. Don't remind me, man. I know it sucks. Dude. Depressed. Right? Time only moves now. forward. Um, but I'm like I'm already almost halfway there. I don't have time to go sit down and like read all these reports and stuff like that. I was like, I know one thing. I know it well. I'm just gonna jump in, uh, and and do my best. And uh, at at this point in time, like it's it's working out. Yeah. You know what I mean. And, and when I bet on myself, uh, I at least can I have some of the variables controlled right then. Yeah. I shouldn't say it's all under your control, but you can control a lot more variables, mm-hmm. you know, than a football game or bet in the stock market. And I think that's a really interesting way to, to kind of look at business. That's it's I, hopefully somebody hears that and, and can gain something from that. Cause I think mm-hmm. I did. Yeah. <laughs> um, what'd you do? Like when you had to like start up, so like kind of bring it back to where you were, you, yeah. You're, you went to this this company and bought up all their stuff. How much, like, if you don't mind me asking, like, how much did you have to, like, sink into this thing to, like, get it going? Honestly, not that much. No. Um, I did That's it good, so, though. I mean, it, it's a lot and it's not a lot at the same time. Considering yeah. what I spend now, it's <laughs> pennies. Yeah, like, exactly. But, like, back then, it was everything. I think um, I, I did it, obviously, like, uh, I mean, the, the lady that I was working with had done a lot of, uh, you know what I mean? She put up a, a decent amount to build out the space and mm-hmm. stuff like that too. Um, but I, I, a couple thousand dollars, oh, you know what not- I mean? Like it was, it was definitely under 10 grand. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the first run of product probably around a thousand bucks. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, at the time, like that was all I had. Yeah. Um, and since then I've gone broke several times. Um, now when I <laughs> say too. gone broke, yeah, I mean like, I've drained my company accounts. Sure. I always followed, like, uh, I found Dave Ramsey when I was, like, 24. Yeah. So I've been very... Helped me get out of debt, too. Yeah. So yep. Dave Ramsey, uh, I've always followed that, like, always keep your pad, yep. uh, like, your six-month uh, fund, and then your emergency oh, oh shit fund. Yep. Like, I've always felt like that. Uh, I've always kept those bases. Now I've taken my company to the point, like when I opened my Lancaster store, I mean, I, I was paying the bills on credit cards. Yeah. And like, <laughs> I mean, I was, it was, that was rough. Yeah. Um, but like I was paying with company credit cards, not my personal, not personal credit cards um, anymore. That's I, nice. Yeah. But I did also have to sign when you are, I mean, you got, you, you probably know too, when you are a nobody mm-hmm. and you sign like a lease in my case, that was a five and five. Yeah. Uh, that was, I don't, I don't even remember how many hundreds of thousand dollars they were like the total amount of the lease is yeah. worth. And they were like, you're on the hook for this. You got to like, sign that, it. sign that PG, that personal guarantee, that personal man. Guarantee, and I was baby. like, Oh my God. So if this fails, I owe you that much money. And they're yeah. like, yeah. And I was like, that's more than I know I've ever seen in my life. And yeah. Just like, <laughs> I had to put up, um, I had to put that personal guarantee up. Which involves, I believe, like all my, uh, my like, my, my, my retirement accounts. Oh yeah, stuff like that too. Yeah. So I'm just like, they can come after me for this. Yeah. So that was not fun. Yeah, definitely the Lancaster store. Um, I mean, I ended up in the hospital. Uh, not 
because I mean, prior to that, I was I was thrown up in my sleep. Yeah. Uh, I mean, my blood pressure was through the roof. Yeah, just just the anxiety of like getting that mm-hmm. store up and running. Yeah, the, the anxiety of getting that store up and running, man. Like I, uh, I ended up with this massive skin infection. Yeah. Um, I had to go get it lanced the night before the grand opening. It was like twelve o'clock at night, and I'm at Lancaster General getting uh, assist. Um, I don't know how I got it. Uh, I ended up having to go get it lanced. This is gross. Um, but like I had to go, uh, to the hospital like the night before my grand opening and then be back there at 8am, um, to finish like setting up and everything. Yeah. It was bad. The, the couple weeks before we opened, I mean, I was, I was vomiting in my sleep. Like, yeah. And that's the stuff that people don't see. That's, they what they, see. that's what they don't talk about, man. No, they that's what don't. they don't talk about. Yeah. You know, you walk by that store, your store in Lancaster, it probably looks pretty unassuming. Someone's like, Oh, it looks like a nice store. Yeah. You don't realize. <laughs> Yeah. A man suffered. I suffered you greatly. Suffered it, for that I mean, story. it put my marriage on the rocks. Like yeah. it put uh, my 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 physical health in, in like serious jeopardy. Yeah. Um I mean when I went into the hospital that night, my blood pressure was like one eighty seven over one thirty. Uh because I was just uh like because I was in so much pain. Yeah. Um now that was that was a, a skin issue, but it was direct result of how many years ago was that? That was last year. Last year. Yeah. So we'll go back. I um so when I decided to do the, the supplement thing, um, like I said, I was still working out of that gym. Mm-hmm. Uh, this would have been 2017. Um, I mean, I started going everywhere. Uh, if you were going to give me a table, I don't care if I was at a job site, dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you said I could post up and talk to people about my product, you were there. I would fill my car with product and I would drive there with a table. Um, my first promo uh, <laughs> was a church bazaar in Crayley red lion like that red lion area like yeah. down yeah it's the dude it's in the middle of a cornfield yeah yeah and those people not to like take offense but like that area is not like yeah it was it's not keen towards i was like, gonna say it's probably not a lot of people that are would be would be users of your product no no in that area <laughs> so like i went to yeah like i went to this church bazaar and it was in a basement <laughs> they're all like what the hell is like, this guy doing what here? is this guy here and i had these bags with these <laughs> ghetto logos on it yeah i ended up selling some product to people they were just like so you gonna buy some protein and some pre-workout i was like all right cool let's go um but like i did every single event you could possibly think of if you told me at wednesday at 7 a.m i could be at your gym mm-hmm. hosted up with a table talking to customers i'd be there nice. like if you told me i could i mean i i get memories all the time of like being at this retro fitness in Easton, Pennsylvania, which is up in Allentown. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then I was down in like this other gym and like a, two days later in Timonium. And then I was at another one. So in you were covering, Harrisburg. Some, covering some miles, huh? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, if you told me, I would just call gyms. I would talk to friends of mine that I had on Facebook and they would be like, this guy's a hustler. Yeah. Like if you, if you allow him to put up a table at a customer appreciation day, mm-hmm. he'll come and they were, and I'll hand out samples. We'll talk to your customers. I'll give them advice. And uh, that's how I really grew that side of things uh, because it was just, um, I was almost like a savage with it. Yeah. Like, where if you told me anywhere, anytime, I'd be there. Dude, what a story. That's like the, I mean, that's like the true entrepreneurs, like what do they call the hustle? Mm-hmm. Like come up story, right? Like yeah. you, you weren't spending money on advertisement. You were, you were I didn't using, know how. you were using your feet to advertise, right? You were running to every gym, mm-hmm. driving to every gym you could and just, organically spreading the word well i looked at it this i call it guerrilla marketing yeah guerrilla <clears throat> marketing. because i have no formal education mm-hmm. no, i barely graduated high school yes like I, 
I literally, I had to take summer school my senior year because I missed 80 days. Yeah. Um, my senior year of high school. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was always very, uh, like I said, I was the kid who couldn't sit still. Yeah. Uh, and I got into trouble a lot. And I, I, I loved reading. I loved math and science. Like all these things. Like I, I always excelled academically, but I hate school. Yeah. And um, I enjoy learning, yeah. but I hate formal education. Sure. And uh, I, where was I going with that? Um, oh man, I just lost my train of thought. You said you were, you were, um, you were, you were a smart kid. You struggled through school. Um, but oh yeah, I, because I have no formal education. Yeah, no, okay, there you go. Um, like I never, I took one business class at Hack, mm-hmm. uh, and it taught me writing, like business writing, like writing emails. Yeah, which was beneficial to yeah. a certain degree, sure. but like also like especially in my industry, like there's not really a lot of formal emailing going on. Yeah, it's a lot of like people using email as as text messages essentially. Yeah, so like I'm just like shooting an email, like oh hey bud, I'll talk to you later. Yeah, cool, bye. Yeah, and uh, so like in a sense of. I had no idea how to run social campaigns. Mm -hmm. Um, I had no idea how to run direct marketing, direct Mm -hmm. email marketing. I had no idea how to do cold calls, which in my industry is ridiculous. Anyway, you would never do that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I didn't know uh, how to design anything. I never took any art classes. I didn't have money to pay for graphic design. I mean, like uh, my logo was done by my boy who does tattoos. Yeah. And then our second logo was my wife's, best friend's husband um did my first logo my second logo um and then like he was just he just did it like you know what i mean out of uh he did it for a very good price yeah um, yeah he was hooking we, you up yeah he did a, he did me really so, uh, a solid favor um and so i didn't have the wherewithal or the money to do a lot of that stuff so i was like all right well what i do have is time um, and I have the gift of gab, so yeah. I have ability to get people to like me. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's a lot of people that probably don't, but like there's, I had the ability. There's always going to be. There's always going to be. Yeah. But I had the ability to get people to, um, I wanted to just get it in front of somebody. Sure. Because I was like, I'm not going to beat Amazon. Yeah. I'm never going to beat like the GNC SEO, like conglomerate. One of my friends worked for GNC on their SEO team. Mm-hmm. And he was like, dude, we spend 10 grand a day. Yeah. You'll you never beat us. You can't compete you know? with that. Right. So, I, and he was like, and that's just us. Mm-hmm. And that's just on one section. He was like, I, my friend works for um, a big company uh, that's incredibly popular in the supplement space right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's like, we spend $100,000 a day on advertising. Whew. And I'm like, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's a, what? Yeah. Like, you spend 100 grand a day? And he was like, a day. Good now, God. on the same note, they probably sell... 40, $50 million sure. worth of product a month. Sure. So I was just like, there's, I'm never going to compete with this. So yeah. I was the guy that would just show up. Um, and that was what, you know what I mean? Got me uh, a lot of, you could call it street cred yeah. with a lot of like the gym rats in the, the area. A lot of the gym owners, a lot of the trainers. Um, Cause they would just be like, look at this dude. Like he doesn't stop. Yeah. Like, no, I don't like, I'm just like a hungry. I always like a, it's like that Philadelphia thing. There, I think when they were going to win the 
Super Bowl. It was like hungry dogs run faster. Yeah. And all those dudes from yeah, Philly yeah, out yeah. wearing dog hats and stuff <laughs> running through the streets of Philadelphia, yeah. flipping cars. Like, But it was like that hungry dogs run faster. Yeah, you were hungry. Yeah. I mean, if you didn't get up and do it, it wasn't going to happen. No. And, you know? and, and then the dream goes away. Yeah. So I was just like, if I want this, like, I'm going to have to do it. Yeah. Uh, so I just took every opportunity. Um, I, I just had a memory come up in my feed the other day. Um, my wife and I, we were just dating at this point in time. She's mm-hmm. a rider, dude. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, she started seeing a guy that was, you know what I mean? Broke as a personal trainer, trying to start a supplement company, driving to church bazaars and gyms all over the area. Yeah. Um, but we did one, somebody recommended that I go to this, uh, <laughs> it was a, like a wrestling match. Uh-huh. Um, and not like, like what I did in high school. Yeah. Um, like pro wrestling yeah but it wasn't pro wrestling it was like like like, like amateur uh, local amateur. wrestling dude and it That's was awesome <laughs> so i thought because i i grew up watching hulk hogan yeah yeah sting goldberg stone cold steve austin yeah. the undertaker you yep. know what i mean the rock bottom and stuff so i'm like oh these guys are like big juicy dudes yeah. like they're like out there rough and tumble tan like and all that and i get there and it is not even remotely close. Nope. It was the <laughs> scariest thing. Like, you walk in. You're just packing your stuff up. You're like, yeah. Go now. I brought stuff, dude, and we sat up a table. I always bring water to mm-hmm. do samples and yeah. stuff. So I have all my products laid mm-hmm. out, and we have a pitcher of water. It's clear. It's a mm-hmm. clear pitcher with just water. Yeah. And I can probably count five or six people that walk by and look, what's in the jug? And I'm like... <laughs> Never seen water before, man. Like, and like all, is that a drug of vodka? Yeah, and I'm like, dude, no. Like, what do you, what do you? And it was at like a, it was at like a VF, like they rented out like a VFW or something like yeah. that. Dude, it was brutal. We didn't sell a single thing. We were there for like an hour and a half, maybe two hours. Yeah. And my wife was like, we have to leave because people were coming up. They have no idea what these products are. Everybody yeah. was like. I don't, I don't mean this derogatory, but like morbidly obese. Yeah. It was just like not the target demographic. Sure. It would be like if you guys were trying to sell uh, roofs in Pakistan. Right. You'd be like, dude, there's nobody here going to buy a roof, man. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. We don't have buildings like that. Yeah. Right? Um, so uh, that was essentially uh, how I did everything because I didn't, I didn't know what else to do. So I just did what I, what came naturally to me. That's funny that you sold more product at the church function. I did. Then you did it <laughs> in the backyard wrestling. Yeah, yeah I think because they, I don't know if they felt bad because I know I've had a lot of people that um, they told me they're like, uh, especially when we first started. Now we've since evolved. I mm-hmm. have, you know what I mean? Contract manufacturers. I, I yeah. go through, uh, I have a very, uh, I have graphic designers that I have basically on, on payroll. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, it's all, everything's evolved essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I think some people were honest and they were like, honest, honestly, if it wasn't you, I would never buy this. That's, that's where my mind went as you were talking. I was like, they were probably buying because they wanted to support you. Yeah. You know, they were like, I don't really do, I don't really take creatine or I don't really take protein, but I'm going to buy it simply because Mm -hmm. you're, you're selling it. Yeah. And a lot of people, like I had a guy, um, when he, uh, like I had a lot of gyms, no stores picked up my line at all. No. Um, in the beginning. No. Oh God, no. Um, I mean, the retail presence just wasn't there. Yeah. I didn't have the right packaging. I really yeah. didn't have the right margins because when you don't buy it in large quantities, you can't get it at a price that a store is going to want to buy it. Yeah, a store can't make margin on it, too. No. Yeah. So, like, I, I was mostly selling directly to gyms, um, and a lot of gyms were like, bro, honestly, I'm going to pick this up because, 
like you're a hustler yeah like i kind of want to see you win yeah and i like it it starts to like choke me up when i think about it because i've had a lot of friends they were like i could buy this exact same product on amazon or i could buy it anywhere else and i don't because i want to see you win because you have the drive and i feel like like it makes me you know i mean emotional when i think about it because i'm like bro, you literally like you could just give your forty dollars to somebody else. Sure, and it'd be easier. It'd be easier for you. Yeah, and it'll I'm come like, shipped right to your doorstep. It'll yeah. it'll come there in two days, free shipping. But right. But they they were like, we. I want to see two things. I want to see my homie win. Yeah. And I want to see your dream succeed. Yeah. And or see the dream succeed. Yeah. I also give them. I'm like I now my whole thing is, I want to build uh, because I now have a much larger understanding of the industry. Mm-hmm. I have a much larger customer base. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm significantly bigger than I was before, uh, as far as like the size of my size and scope and reach of my company. Um, now my goal is, all right, well, you've been supporting me for this long. I was, now I want to bring the culture. Yeah. So now I want to change the landscape of sports nutrition in this area, at least in central Pennsylvania. I don't really have, I'm not the guy that'll be like, I'm going to change the world with like this pre-workout like that. Dude, you're never, I hate when people say that because I get the the projecting, like because you want it to, sure. to do that, but in reality, like you're probably not going to. Yeah, <laughs> like no, C4's you can, got you beat. Yeah, like, but if you look at Central Pennsylvania, you can actually have an impact here. Mm-hmm. You know, and if you have billion dollars, you might be able to have an impact across the world. Right, but but I don't. <laughs> you don't. Yeah, you know, and that's what small business is. Mm-hmm. Right, you don't have it, but you're going to do the best with what you got. And if the best is what you got is Central Pennsylvania that wants to support you, then mm-hmm. do it. And I told him I'm like. And I had a customer the other day, uh, I was just going through my message requests and he, he messaged me cause we had a, a big event at my Lancaster store mm. just about two weeks ago. And I brought in a uh, two time two twelve Olympia winner, Sean Clarita out. Mm. Um, I mean, that's just a, he's like top of the industry. Like, yeah. And uh, he, uh, when people came, they were like, cause we had branch Warren out there last fall. Nice. Um, and, uh, all these different guys uh and they're just like dude like you you keep doing this like every every six months it's like you're trying to and I'm, i told him like every time you buy a pre-workout for me every time you buy a vitamin for me or a shake or something mm-hmm. and i was like i don't really care about fancy cars um i don't care about like any like big houses or anything like that yeah boats I, yeah, I dude, I bought a boat. There's two the two best days in a boat owner's life is the day he buys it, it's and the, the day he sells it. it. Like, right. <laughs> um, I I just keep telling people I will reinvest every dollar that comes in yeah. to make my store better, to make my products better, to make the customer experience better, to pay my employees more, mm-hmm. um, and to keep bringing the culture to this area because it is like you said. I have at least a grasp on central PA and I feel like I actually can physically change the dynamic and the landscape of sports nutrition and fitness in this area. Right. Whether I can expand it out outside of that, my 10 year timeline, my five to 10 year timeline, that's my goal. And he was just like, what he said to me essentially was, he's like, when you said that to me, because he's young, he was like 17 years old. He's mm-hmm. like, I could feel that you meant it. Yeah. And I'm like, oh. I can feel it sitting yeah. over here. I'm like. Yeah, because I, I don't can... have any other hobbies. Yeah. Like, I don't, like, people ask me the other day, like, what are your hobbies? And I'm like. Yeah. <laughs> Work. Um, oh, I really like yeah. motorcycles. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I do. <laughs> that's my, like, my one vice is motorcycles. Yeah. And, like, I like stand-up comedy. Yeah. So, like, like I don't go to concerts or anything like that. I don't right. drink or do drugs. So, like. 
those are all horrible for me. Um, but I want, I, I enjoy what I do and I enjoy the fitness culture. So yeah, I was like, that's all I'm going to do, man. I'm going to, it's going to keep trying to bring it, uh, and bring what everybody, um, I, I tell people, I'm like, I'm trying to bring like what you see on Instagram to this area. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the cool stuff that you see, like in all the fitness commercials. I'm like, we could do that. Here. Yeah. And that's what I see you doing the way, mm-hmm. the way I watched a lot of your social media leading up to this. And that's what you remind me of a lot. I'm yeah. like, you remind me of a big brand account. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I can't believe this is going on right in my backyard, yeah. right in New York, right in Lancaster. This is going on right here. Like you guys do a really, really good job. Thank you. At, 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 uh, Especially on Instagram. Instagram, that's like your main. That's yeah. Not one of your main, that's one of your main spots. I have a good like Facebook following, but the way that the algorithm, like, I'm trying to learn more about the algorithms and mm-hmm. stuff and how they're spaced out. Um, Facebook essentially is really good for like your, the people that are within your circle, within yeah. your area, um, similar likes and stuff. It's really hard with a Facebook profile to like get a large reach. Mm-hmm. It's really limited. Yeah. Instagram has a significantly larger reach. Yeah. TikTok, I'm, I, I feel like I'm at like that cusp where I'm like not, it, it's got its own vibe. It's yeah. very like, it's very Gen Z, you yeah. know what I mean? There's a lot of like voiceovers and videos and stuff. And I haven't figured out how to master that. Yeah. Instagram is still TikTok very. TikTok still stumps me too. Yeah. And I'm it's like hard. A, like I feel like such an old man when <laughs> I get on TikTok. I tried to make a TikTok the other day and I was like, what button do I push next? Like, yeah. You know. Like the and, effects. And yeah. Like, I'm like. It's, I know it's the future, it's the wave of the future. We're all going to have to like learn it. Yeah. But yeah, TikTok still trips me up. Yeah. But so Instagram, I, I do a lot of my stuff and uh, I've recently like dove into doing more content um, as far as like, like stuff like this, like yeah. doing more video stuff. Yeah. Um, because it's, it is the wave of the future as far as like video um, is going to Trump. I mean, with AI stuff, mm-hmm. text is. Right. Yeah. I mean, we're going to be forced to go into video Mm -hmm. because that's, that's probably the one thing that it'll take AI a lot longer to catch up to video than it is for chat. GBT is already out writing a lot of content writers out there. SEO people can write SEO blogs in seconds. seconds. Yeah. And now they can do that over a thousand times and they know all the keywords like that stuff. I'm not saying it's going to be dead, but it's, it's going to be controlled. So what, again, what can you control? Mm -hmm. This is what you can control because I mean, you're a classic example of there's a lot easier products to go get a GNC right around the corner or there's an Amazon or there's whatever, walmart.com to go get your supplements. But when there's a, a person and a voice behind the brand mm-hmm. that people can get behind, you, you can persuade someone so to, to use you versus using the easy alternative choice. Yeah. Man, it's so – everything that you're saying resonates with me so hard. It's exactly why we do what we do here. Yeah. If you can't put a personality to it, like that's what we're gonna have to do. These these big brands mm-hmm. have what what they do have over us is a lot more money. What they don't yeah. have is <laughs> what they don't have is passion, right, and heart. Mm-hmm. And you know the CEO of GNC is probably not gonna be getting his phone out anytime soon and go and make a Recording goofy video, video of himself. Yeah. yeah, you know. So that's it's uh, you're doing all the right things, man. To grow this thing organically, obviously. Well, I found, uh, I, I'm a, I've always, I, I, I make fun of Gary Vee sometimes because, yeah. like, he is, he's corny in a lot of stuff. Yes. Um, telling people to yard sale. I'm like, yeah. bro, I don't know, man. Like, I don't know about that. <laughs> but I get where he's coming from. Like, yeah. if you're broke, there's ways to make money. Yeah. Um, but uh, one of the things that I remember, because this is, I learned everything organically. Mm-hmm. Like, I have, I have no formal education. Mm-hmm. I know a 
decent amount about finance. I know a decent amount about businesses. I know a decent amount about investing um, and products and marketing and branding and all this other graphic design. And uh, like, I, I, the one thing that he said, when you are a brick and mortar, all right, now with what I do, the only way that I'm going to beat Amazon is through culture mm-hmm. and a destination. Mm-hmm. So I have to make it that my store is so fucking cool mm-hmm. that like somebody's just like, dude, I want to go there. Like, yeah. I just want to see it. Like I was going to buy for the Lancaster location. I, I contacted this company out of uh, Long Island that does um, uh, like statues. Mm-hmm. So I was going to get this Hulk statue and like it's like you know what I mean the big David Banner Hulk yeah, statue, yeah. and I was gonna paint it to look like this uh, character that I had, my friend designed, and we were gonna put it outside so people could take pictures. But then I realized the ceilings were too low, yeah. and I'm like, how am I gonna get it in the building? It was like <laughs> nine grand, and I was already like seventy k in the hole yeah. for opening the store, and I'm just like, oh my god, like I can't do it. But <laughs> those whole thought process, like we have like the pattern banner right in the store, and we have like these events and stuff because I'm like, if I'm gonna beat Amazon. I have to give people a dream to believe in mm-hmm. and a destination to go to and a reason to go there. Yeah. If it's just price, you're done. If your only like competition is like the price. Yeah. Price nowadays, like you can't just beat people on price. Yep. You can. Yeah. But eventually that's a losing. It's a race to the bottom. I was going to say for, for a little while you can, yeah. you can do short that. term for about short six term. months to a year. Yep. You can totally lower your prices and just knock people over them. And I'm doing that now. Like we're, we're, we're like, as the economy shifted, like when prices went up, I kept mine lower. Mm-hmm. So like we would pull everybody pull from some the customers internet in, yeah. and we did that all through COVID. Like I, I barely raised my prices at all. Nice. And I ate margin for about two years yeah. because I collectively just kept grabbing customers while everybody else was raising theirs. I was like, we're just going to hold the line and, yeah. and that's paying off in dividends. Now it's a risky move though. It's real risky, that's especially risky opening move. up a new store yeah. and not really raising my prices at all. It was uh it was a, uh, it was a bold move cotton and it played out pretty well for me yeah. uh, in that sense. But I, I needed somebody, I needed people to have a dream to believe in and a reason to go there. And the reason is like, dream and the culture you yeah know what i mean like this cool destination place where you can be like oh where do you shop yeah shop at house of games yeah and it's just like oh it just has that like good yeah. ring to it dude it's man you got you got the hairs on the back of my neck standing mm-hmm. up whenever you say things about about culture i think it's something that's so important that like a lot of people even myself i didn't catch on to it until it was not not that it was too late but i i took way too long to realize that culture is everything in a business everything. and if you have employees you got to give them culture. Mm-hmm. You got to give them a reason to be there. You got to give them a place to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and how do you, like, what are some of the things that you do that kind of build culture in your company? So within my company, um, I I try and make it as enjoyable of a place to work. Mm-hmm. Um, I know for a fact that any of my employees could go work for a guy like you and probably triple their salary. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Now, granted, you'd have to go up on a roof. Yeah, and you have to risk you have life to risk, and limb. Risk and life and limb. You're carrying bundles uh, or uh, yeah. bundles of shingles up a, up a ladder that weigh eighty pounds a pop. Yeah, you know what I mean. It uh, sucks. Yeah, I, I would never do. <laughs> like like I said, I'm big for nothing. Like yeah. I, I construction work is not my bag. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm like, all right, well, uh, I try and make it as fun as possible, as enjoyable. I don't really like. Uh, I don't micromanage. Mm-hmm. I don't believe in it and in, in what I do for a living. It's also retail micromanaging. Like 
you can really make a place shitty to work for oh, yeah. really quickly. Real if you quick. do the whole, like, you got time to lean, you got time to clean. Like, yeah. And I worked in the restaurant industry for years. That's how and it I was. I had managers that always, like, if you, st- I'm, I tell my guys, I'm like, bro, like, you're, you know, you're 19 years old. Like, if you're on your phone, whatever, dude, I don't care. Yeah. As long as my customer, as a as customer walks in the door, put your phone down. Yep. Take stand care of the customer. Up. Yeah. Don't be sitting down when they come in, help them out. Um, and uh, as soon as they leave, as long as there's no trash on the floor, everything's blocked in face, bro, mm-hmm. get back on TikTok. I don't yeah. care. Do me a favor, though. While you're on TikTok, go like all my videos. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. Go comment underneath them to, like, all my guys because I tell them, like, Pop the algorithm. yeah, I'm like, go, go, give me some likes. Yeah. I would even have them. Give it a like, a comment, and then share it to someone else. Yeah, yep. and, like, go on your account. Dude, I would get, I gave all my, empo- my one employee full access to all my different Instagrams because mm-hmm. I have my, uh, the, the brand House of Gains. I have the store. I have... Um, my smelling salt brand. Um, you got a smelling salt brand too. Oh, oh man, I should have brought some. You should have brought them. Son I, of a biscuit! All of my guys who are going to watch this podcast, hopefully they hope this is this is going to be my test to see if my people actually watch this podcast because yeah. I love smelling salts. Do you really? Just bought some the other day because I was like, I had never tried them, and I hit it. Woo! Yeah, I felt like Ric Flair, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, <laughs> Ric Flair's like my yeah. idol. Like, um, it was, I, and yeah, that's so that's. That's awesome. I didn't realize you had that. Yeah, my, I am going to order one from you 100%. I'm going to send a couple up here. Um, I'll actually I'll send a case for you up here for you guys, and you can take them out, and you can do yeah. funny videos for them. Yeah. You can get your guys. And that's the type of stuff that I like to do with my employees. Yeah. Like, dude, when we get samples in, I, I give them to my employees. I'm like, you try this. And yeah. they're like, oh, cool. Like, I get to try the cool new stuff. Yeah. Um, and we make videos of each other. Like, I'm like, here, uh, when we were testing a new smelling salt, that I'll be launching towards the end of the year. Um, I it's strong, dude. Yeah. And I gave it to my like I was passing it around to my employees and videotaping each one of them. Yeah. And then we get to like kind of rib on each other and like they're younger guys. Like all everybody that works for me is between the ages of like eighteen and twenty five. Mm-hmm. And I have a lot of life experience that the average kid really doesn't because of the things that I did in my life. Mm-hmm. And I get kind of like that big brother dad vibe. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, hey, like I'm I'm here. I'm a little bit older than you, so I have a lot of life experience, but we're mm-hmm. also going to have fun while we do this. Because yeah. I'm like, if if my employees don't enjoy where they work, they're just going to go somewhere else. Yeah, of course. Like You're if, just going to be a stepping stone. Yeah, and and I know that I am for a lot of my guys. Like mm-hmm. they're all, Most of them are in college. Yeah. Um, but as we grow and I grow and I'm able to create roles within my company that I can use uh, the entry-level position as a stepping stone for a larger position within my company, mm-hmm. they still need to have like place to go. Um, but I know that a lot of my guys, they're just there for, you know I mean? Six months to a year. Sure. Because while they're in college or whatever. Right. Once they, once they graduate college, they're yeah. probably going to move yeah, somewhere else. Yeah, they're do something else. Yeah. But I want them to enjoy it while they're here. Yeah. Um, so I try and make it as like fun and exciting and uh, as possible. And for the most part, man, like I don't hire that often. Mm-hmm. Like, and I hope I'm not jinxing myself yeah. with this, but Um, That's a good tell. Yeah. It's a good tell of the culture, man. I almost never, I turn down 99% of people that uh, apply for jobs. And it's not because like, I don't want them to work for me. I don't have positions for them. Yeah. Because like my guys don't leave (laughs) because they enjoy working there so much. Like, I mean, I, I would assume so because they're still there. Yeah. Like, I mean, and they, they're like, we could go somewhere else and, and, but we would also miss out on like the ride that like everything's on, like yeah. the momentum and all that stuff. And, yeah. uh, I have, I have loyalty to that too. Yeah. You know what I mean? The guys that I'm like, I know that you're putting in, you're putting in work for me. 
You sure. Know I mean, it's going to pay off yeah. you know, at some point in time. Man, um, that's awesome. Yeah. I'm so, I'm like pumped right now. <laughs> no, You'd be even more if I brought smelling salts yeah. to be like that episode of Rogan with Theo Vaughn. <laughs> yeah, and where he just, kept, he just kept hitting it. Yeah, dude, those are brutal. <laughs> I got something. I don't even know what it was. It was off like, it was some like cheap website. I don't know. It was probably kind of dicey. Yeah. Kind of dicey stuff I got. And like, I need, I need to graduate. I need to get something getting something a little better yeah there's a lot of different brands um and they all have really edgy names like mine is called skull smelling salts yeah um uh and uh i mean there's um, yeah it's that that I've, i saw the the branding within smelling salts i was like they're cringy on purpose oh yeah like they're cringy yeah. on purpose they're just like what's mine the has, most ridiculous stuff that we can throw out at you right yeah, now mine's like a skull with like <laughs> smoke and a gold tooth yeah and like a mustache with like skull written inside the mustache and like um and that's like one of my favorite things about branding in the supplement space is it's dude it's so much fun yeah i mean you gotta be loud you gotta be mm -hmm. you gotta be different you gotta you grab you don't have there's so many options you gotta grab attention quick and there's creativity like i have so much creativity like the um if i was just doing like uh, physical therapy or I mean, website creation, like there's only so much you can do to make that sure fun. Yeah. Now I would, I always think like, what would I do if I wasn't doing this? I would either have to do sales or some sort of like branding. Now mm-hmm. that, now that I realize how much I love it, yeah. I'd love to go into a company in like a couple of years when I'm like, everything's running its own self yep. that I could go into a company and be like, Hey, like, what are you guys struggling with? Branding. Yeah. Right, Help let's, them turn around. Yeah. Like, branding. let's make this, like I would do like the, the, the bar rescue, but it's for like the for yeah. your social media accounts, yeah. like to make it fun. It's a great idea. Yeah. That's a great idea. Yeah. Shout out if anybody wants to hire me. <laughs> <laughs> you got John Taffer vibes. Yeah. You, know, yeah. Like you, got, that, you got that energy. Like yeah. I can see you coming in there and just tearing them up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's the thing. Like if you want, like if you want to keep employees, if you want to keep customers, got to give them something to believe in and they're believing in you yeah if you don't believe in you man nobody's going to so like i wake up and i'm just like every day how am i going to like how am i just going to nail it yeah like and what am i going to do and some days like nailing it is just answering the emails you know what i mean some days nailing it is just a little tiny thing yeah um but those those add up to like what's my end goal yeah it doesn't yeah, you don't have to do something groundbreaking, earth-shattering, new no. thing every single day. I've fallen down that trap before, yeah. and it leads to burnout. And it's it exhausting. Leads, you, if, if, if you focus your efforts on doing the right things consistently, mm-hmm. putting out a video every single day, meeting a new gym owner, um, you know, talking to a, you know, a co-packer that, you know, that has mm-hmm. more capacity or something that you – those little things mean more in business than – the grandiose things do. Yeah. Just, it's all about that consistency. If there's one thing I would, could shout from rooftops for, to, to other business owners is, is that exact thing. Consistency. The, 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 the shiny thing we were just talking about earlier. Shiny syndrome. The shiny thing syndrome is not, mm-hmm. is, is real. Yeah. And you know, you could, you could, you can dump a lot of resources into a bunch of stuff that's not going to work because it's just too large to, to, to take on. But those small, there's a great book out there called The Slight Edge that like it focuses on this exact topic, and I would recommend anyone that listens to this read that book. Yeah, it's all about what you're just saying. Well, people get into this realm of like, and I've fallen into that path myself, um, where I'm like, oh, I do this really well. 
maybe I should start like a consulting business. Yeah. Maybe I should start an online training company. Oh, maybe I should do this. And then all of a sudden I look on like my GoDaddy thing and I have nine URLs that I bought. Me too. And I'm just like, oh my God, what am I doing? <laughs> I can't do this. Like, and I'm like, what if I got into like multifamily real estate? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. what if I do this? And I'm like, fucking, I'm like reading all these things and like watching all these videos. And I'm like, hold on a second. And I've gotten really into like Hermosi recently, mm -hmm. and uh, I watch a lot of. I, I love the guy, like, yeah. And he's also in my space, yeah. So like with the gym launch thing, yeah. Um, and it's just like one of the big things that I realized was I can't fall prey to shiny object syndrome. Mm -hmm. I'm really good at one thing, and it's working really, really well. And if I divert my attention, especially once like, like we're not at a point where like I have products in. I don't know, 30, 40 stores nationwide right mm -hmm. now. I'm working on distribution in uh, another country right now. Um, working on distribution here in the United States for one of my, for my smelling salt line. And uh, I, I'm like, my wheels are spinning and they've been spinning for a while yeah. and they're starting to touch the ground. Like I got this V8 engine, like it's bouncing off the ground. And yep. I'm like, if I just put some weight in the back and let it go, like it'll actually like poof, yeah. actually get there. But I can't do that if I keep taking weight out. That's right. You know what I mean, so I just got to keep putting everything in the back of the car and let that rear wheel drive hit. Yeah. So I can actually get to where I want to go. Because when people start, you know, I mean, you start making money, start getting clout and all this other stuff, you're like, well, what else could I do? And I'm like, the one thing you could do is stop doing other things. Yeah. Like, like with you guys, you could very easily get into flipping houses and yep. you know what I mean? Like doing these types of roof and you're like, well, if I'm, I don't know too much about like yeah. the types of roofs that you guys do. Yeah. Cause that's not my industry. <laughs> right. Um, but if you're really good at one and you know how to shape the margins, it's like, just do that. That's exactly really good at that. Yep. Oh yeah. We've done it. We've done it in the past. We tried to do, you know, attic insulation because we were like, that's a good value added service to roofing. Yeah. You know, I'm already on the roof. Might as well get in the attic. Yeah, exactly. Right. Well, if I'm in the attic, I might as well do the kitchen. And yeah. You're like, Bro, what are you doing? Like, yeah, just do exactly. roofs. Like, yeah. And then you get those calls and someone's like, someone, someone says, hey, you know, I wonder if you can do this thing. It's slightly outside of what your realm is. And you're like, you have that little voice in the back of your head, like margin. You might be able yep. to make some margin on it. Yeah. You have no idea what the hell you're doing, but yeah. you might be able to get a little margin on it. You can figure it. it out when you get in there. Yeah, you can figure it out when you're there. <laughs> and you never do. Yeah. Right? You end up biting off more than you can chew. Now you've lost money and you look like an idiot and you broke a promise to a customer. Mm -hmm. yep. You know, that's the worst of the worst. And, and two weeks of your life. Yeah. Like yeah. trying to fix a problem that you didn't know how to fix. But yeah. You were like, oh, I could probably figure that out. Yeah. You probably could. Yep. You know what um, I mean? But I paid a lot of dummy tax, mm -hmm. a lot of dummy tax. Dummy tax. Yeah. That's what, that's what we call it. The dummy tax. Yeah. You know, um, everyone's going to go through it, you know, mm -hmm. just part of, part of finding your beacon. You know what I mean? Finding yeah. like, you got to remind yourself to stay on the damn path sometimes yeah. by doing something really stupid. Yeah. And it's like, it's part of finding your niche. It's yeah. part of it's, it's the, the dummy tax is, is, is really true because you, you're like, all right, well I can do this. And then you find out that it costs you money and worst and worse is the time. Yeah. Because it took away from the things that if that two weeks that you spent trying to do attic insulation or whatever, yep. you look dumb, you lost money, and you lost two weeks worth of grind time that you could have landed three new roofing contracts. Yep. You could have landed, you know what I mean? You yep. could have had Could have found an HOA, could have found uh, yeah. you know, a big maintenance program on a commercial building somewhere. Yeah, it's right. Stick the the riches are in the niches, they say. Yeah. Right, so you find what your niche is and you stick with it. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, mm -hmm. Apple Apple does well, for the longest time. They did one thing really well, mm -hmm. right? They just did computers yep. and they, then they found, I mean, 
I guess they did kind of open themselves up to a couple of different things. Maybe it's not the best analogy, yeah. but you know, for they're still really honed to just two yeah. little things. They do phones and computers. But you're right. Yeah, they yeah. you know they have a couple other products and they kind of kick, kick them around. You yeah. know, but you know they're they're making money hand over fist selling their computers. I got one. You probably got one. We all got one. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, man, that's um. So what was uh, there was something I wanted to ask you? What was it like? Um, so, like, you're in the food service industry kind of now, mm-hmm. in, in a way. No, I like, sell, I sell uh, we have uh, agricultural licenses do. through the Department of okay. uh, the Department of Agriculture. We have food uh, food and beverage licenses. Not so. my space, so I don't, I don't know what, what goes into it. Yeah, so but if you like, make. What was that like to, like, have to learn all that kind of stuff? Because that's, I mean, that's a lot to yeah. learn in itself. That's, like. That was definitely, uh, so when the, we'll go back again. So sure. when I uh, was at that gym. The gym, I tried to buy it. Um, I had a guy who had, uh, he just sold his car dealerships to a big dealership in the area. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I got all this money. And you seem like you've been trying to like do some stuff here. I was trying to like renovate the gym and do all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was like, do you want to just like partner in and buy this? And I was like, yeah. yeah uh, and then that kind of fell through. The owner wanted too much money. Um, I'm really glad that it didn't work out. They got bought out right before covid um, by the, the hotel and resort across the street. Oh, lucky for um, them. Right? <laughs> like, so they got they bought the business out. They bought the building. They tried to recruit me as a trainer. Um, but the owners that uh, got the place uh, across the that, – that bought the resort across the street um, because there was a gym there, and they were basically just going to merge everything over there and turn this place, that place into, like, a bouncy house or something like that. Mm-hmm. They weren't from my industry, uh, and they didn't really know how, like, commission structures are supposed to be done. Like, I didn't want to go. They couldn't tell. They were like, oh, well, you can just keep working for yourself. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. And then they were telling me I had to be an employee, but now you're 1099. But now all of our people come through. All of your clients now pay the gym, and then we'll pay you a commission, which yeah. is how most places do it. Yeah. But I was like, yeah, but I've been, like, independent for, like, four or five years now. I'm not going back to that. Yeah. And, uh... I was just like, you know what? Never mind. Um, so I moved all my clients to a private gym um, and not too far away. And I was just like, you know what? This is the time that I'm going to launch the store. Mm-hmm. Um, I was actually trying to partner with a retail store that was in my area. But me and one of the guys who was on like the management team there did not get along um, and he kind of soured the deal. And it was probably the most fortunate thing. Shout out, dude, um, <laughs> because he didn't like me uh, yeah. because I'm not like, I, I guess because I didn't like feed his ego. Mm-hmm. My industry's full of ego. I'm sure. Um, and I didn't, because I didn't feed his ego, uh, he didn't like me and basically soured the deal because I didn't want to do retail. Yeah. This entire, the entirety, I was like, I just want to make my products, have my website and wholesale to other stores. Do you do any retail right now? Yeah, but I have do. my two stores, and then I sell. As far as like, like, yeah. like for other stores, you do. Yeah, like you do I, retail? yeah, yeah. So I oh, sell okay. my products to other stores now. Okay. I think we're in like thirty-five or forty locations nice. okay. nationwide, and um, so, but I didn't want to open up my own store because mm-hmm. I've never worked a retail job. I when I was in high school, I did maintenance um, for like my school district. I got a job as a caterer, mm-hmm. bartending, waiting tables. I worked at Stouffer Cookie Factory for like nine months. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I worked at Penn Waste for like three weeks. Like I, I never worked in retail, so yeah. I have no idea how to do it. Um, but when I realized the gym that I was at was going to close, 
out and this the deal soured like right at that same time mm-hmm. i was like let's just do it so i started looking at um uh like retail space and mm-hmm. it's expensive you know? yeah and especially yeah, when you don't have money and you're signing you know what I mean? A three, five year Sign contract. Triple net leases. Like, leases. I'm like, oh God. Like, yeah. I'm like, wait, I have to pay that much money. And like, what if I don't make it? Yeah. So I found, I found a, uh, um, a computer repair store somehow that still exists. Uh-huh. Um, that was, uh, basically trying to sublet their lease. Um, and I contacted the owner. Um, I actually like snuck in like as a customer, um, while the, to try and look at the inside of the space. Yeah. But, and, uh, um, talk to the employee and stuff like that. And I, I did feel bad about that because I lied to the guy um, <laughs> because I was just scoping out the inside of sure. the space. Um, but basically, I contacted the owner of the of the of the of the store, bought out his lease for an agreed upon price, which was like nine months left. Mm-hmm. Um, he just wanted out. Yeah. He was like, "I will leave everything in this. You pay me like whatever percentage we agree upon." Um, and then it gave me that. So that's how I started everything. He left like his old Radio Shack shelves that he had nice. bought out when they went out of business. What a huge help. Right, dude. Uh, I filled it with all the product that I have. Yeah. And a couple other brands that kind of gave me some cool deals uh, to get started. And we didn't get, um, I had done all the plumbing um, uh, to set up like the smoothie bar. Mm-hmm. But because I didn't have much time to prep that, uh, I and I also had my dog with me for the first like, couple months because he was really, really sick at the time. Mm. And I was like, once I have the food and beverage license, I can't have a dog in here. So I delayed that a little while. Anyway, um, because I had bartended for so many years, I needed, again, to figure out a way to get customers in the store. Mm-hmm. Well, people like smoothies. So I was just like, I can make good recipes because yeah. I bartended for like eight years. Yeah. So I was like, I know how to make drinks taste good. Uh, and then I just have to add protein to it. That's not hard. Yeah. Um, so I, I came up with all these different recipes. Uh, and then my friends, uh, one of my clients um, is like one of the, um, basically like the right-hand woman of uh, Rob Burritos. So oh, like, nice. Yeah. So like my friend uh, came over and like walked me through the entire inspection process. Yeah. You need these three base sinks. You need the fridges at this temp. You need sanitizer buckets here they need to be labeled like this like she walked me through like the whole and i had a good understanding because of working in the restaurant industry but i was like i've never been on the actual like you know what i mean like uh, the management side of that the management licensing side yeah and then we came up with recipes and like dude we wrote them on like a chalkboard and i bought some cups and blenders and stuff like that and then it just sort of progressed and then once we uh moved through that um, obviously I made a bunch of terrible shakes for, I mean, a while oh, of until, course. until I figured out like yeah. jive. And, uh, when we opened our Lancaster location, that was like York, we just finished remodeling York and mm-hmm. we're coming up on three, four years in that. Okay. Yeah. Four years in that location now. Um, and now it's all like completely remodeled. But when we did Lancaster, I was just like, all right, this one, this plaza has a lot of foot traffic mm-hmm. the gym in that area has a lot of foot traffic so nice. i was like smoothies are going to be a big game Heart. for me and we actually like so my whole thing i'm in the process of like trying to get that side of my company going we want to make powdered um like take home smoothie recipes oh nice so like you have people buy protein and then they'll buy mixes and stuff yeah i'm trying to create like an entire thing and we're yeah. gonna call it smoothie lord Oh, I love like, it. So I'm Lord of the Gains on Instagram. Yeah. There's Smoothie King. And yeah. I was like, we'll call it Smoothie Lord. Um, <laughs> and we have like this like corny Gaston Hulk hybrid. Yeah. That like he's got like it, it's, it's, it's a whole branding thing that we're working on right I now. I love it. But 
that's a, I was like, this is a way that I can get people in. Cause if I can get people in on the shakes, now they're here. Mm-hmm. I'm already here. I, I came over to just grab a shake. I might as well just grab my pre-workout while I'm here. Yep. So it's kind of like I get them with the shiny object. Yeah. And then, and I don't mean get them. You no, know what I mean? No, I provided yeah. them a product that yeah. they're paying willingly for. I'm not sure. like, ha, 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 like, come here. <laughs> get over Give here. me your wallet. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, like I'm, I have, I, I bring them in with the shakes yeah. and then they're already here. So why would I go on Amazon? It's sure. right here in front of me. I might as well just purchase it right now. Absolutely. Um, so that's, I got into that. Uh, and that's what we've really been trying to grow. Um, I'm not into the food thing. Yeah. I work with some uh, um, meal prep companies in the area. Nice. Um, Clean Plate Nutrition out of York. Yeah. Um, they're actually going to be putting something up here in Mechanicsburg. Are they really? really? Soon. Yeah. Nice. Um, I'll have to get the address. I'm not really from the area. Up yeah. Here, I, so was I, just, I was just in my head was kind of thinking about, I had a had a uh, lady named Linda on last week, mm-hmm. and she does meal prep. And I was like, man, you guys, like, this would be a great business relationship, I think, mm-hmm. between someone like you and someone like them, you know, to, you know, work on a, uh, local healthy meals for, right. pe- for people and, like, partner up together kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, I'm of the belief that there is enough out there. There's enough money for everybody to eat. Oh, there's enough customers for everyone to eat. Absolutely. And I, don't, I don't really have to, like, like, there's GNC's, there's vitamin shop right around the corner from me. Yeah. Like, I mean... If I can push a corporate guy out and prop a local guy up, awesome. You know what I mean? Um, but I don't. I, I try and work with everybody. All the gyms in the area, all the meal prep people. Like, sure. you know what I mean? I got my relationships that I really value. Yeah. Um, and that like I have more footing in. But like, I mean, when we had our our big event out in Lancaster, like I invited every anybody that wanted to put up a table. I was like, just right. come out, bro. Sell your. They're like, can we sell while we're here? I'm like, I don't give a shit. Yep. <laughs> I'm like, make your money. You're here. Yeah. Do exactly what I did five years ago. Um, and, and right, here's your, it, here's, yeah, here, get your, here's your table, bro. Yeah. Get like hustle, man. Get yeah. these people to buy your stuff. Well, and that's dude. camaraderie goes, or, uh, what's the, what's the saying? Uh, you catch way more beads with honey than you do vinegar. Mm-hmm. Right. So if, if there's another local business that's doing exactly what you're doing, right. Another supplement company or someone else that's kind of slightly competes with you. Right. Like, like the GNCs, you know, they big corporate conglomerate thing. But I mean, if you, if, if they're there, then there's more people knowing about supplements that are then possibly being like, oh, I don't really like this GNC one much. Let me see what else is out there. Now they find you, mm-hmm. right? So all business is good business. Competition yeah. is good. And there's enough for, like you said, there's enough for all of us out yeah. there, right? There's enough dollar bills out there for that's why, you, that's why That's why we got to stop racing people to the bottom, right? Because yeah. people think that the cheapest one is going to win. Well, the cheapest one will win for a little bit until it puts you under. Yep. Because... <laughs> yeah. If you're trying to get more customers, you're going to have to raise your prices. You mm-hmm. can't sustain that. It's well, you have to you have to be able to provide quality. Yeah, too. yeah. And that's Something's one thing I learned. Go down. I was like, I mean, we could. I was like, I could cheap out on. I spent a lot of money remodeling my York location and mm-hmm. a lot on Mike's store. And when I do my next store, uh, it's going to be expensive. But I was like, I want to provide an experience. I want to provide um, quality. You know yeah. what I mean? To people, and you can't do that when you're always trying to cut the margins in half and right. reinvest. And that's when people come in, they're like, uh, they're like, wow, you guys are really putting more into this. And I'm yeah. like, I'll keep, but if you keep shopping, I'll keep putting it in. Man. That's right. I'll do everything I can to squeeze yep. this lemon for everything it's got. That's right. People, people look at DreamWorks a lot of times and say that we're the most expensive company out there. And they make fun of us about how the videos we make and the prices we charge. But you know, just like you said, when you walked in here, I want every person to feel when they work for us, that they are part of a company mm-hmm. and not, they don't have a job. Yeah. Right. I don't want you to feel like you have a job. But who sees roofing as a career? Or he's who sees supplement sales as a career? Right. They could, 
they could if we just put our foot put our right foot forward reinvest into making our company better making our employees paid better making getting our employees healthier getting our employees on board with something larger than themselves mm-hmm. that's where those extra overhead dollars go to you and, know? and that's that's exactly right and what i when when um you know when the, the covid thing happened it 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 changed that for a lot of people and, yeah. and the companies that didn't like navigate with the times mm-hmm. the smaller guys are at the best competitive advantage because we can pivot faster than anybody that's right and uh like when that happened and i mean i had to change things within my own company structure sure. um, without even knowing what the hell the company structure was like right. I, even, I still to this day i'm like i don't really know what i do here <laughs> um but i i'm just like you know what like if we're gonna if a lot of people realized you can work yourself to death for a company that doesn't give damn about you yeah. um but but then at the end of your life you know what i mean because life is very very short um will you be able to say that it was worth it mm-hmm. you know what i mean and you can you can make money doing all kinds of stuff and i'm like but is it something you believe in right and like if again if it's just a roofing company not to us nope. you know what i mean not to dreamworks like we yeah. have we've got the branding we've got the videos we've got the fun like yep. you know what I mean? we've got the the company structure the culture yep. within it because we want people to know that when you come work for us when you come work for me like you're not just like you know what i mean a uh a number on a piece of paper you're not just like a piece of payroll that's right like you're you're a person that works for us and as we grow you will too yep like and we'll try and keep providing and that's the one thing i've noticed like with all my friends that i mean you had the great resignation mm-hmm. and i watched people take jobs that paid 20 percent less because they were like i don't want to work and do yeah. this job anymore i mean teaching is a perfect example of that. People yeah. are just like, you know what? Like, I mean, my wife's a teacher. That's how I know. Mm-hmm. Um, but like people are looking at it and they're just like, wow, this is a really terrible job. Yeah. And I mean, you saw it with police officers, you saw it with teachers, you see yeah. it with uh, factory workers and stuff like that, fast food employees. Yep. I'm happy to watch that industry die on its face. Like, yeah. But if you have people <laughs> that like, they're standing behind a fryer all the time, cooking this poison for yeah. people. Getting a whip um, cracked on them. Right. With that old, if you got time to lean, you got time, time to clean. clean. You know what I mean? Go. Get that, get that fryer. Yeah, clean. Right. You're just like, bro, this place sucks. Yeah. Like, right. No, it just sucks. This I food would, sucks. I would rather make 20% less, but be 20% happier. Yeah. Right. And that's the thing. Like if you, if you provide something that, uh, is of value to people that people are people now value value, right? They actually have like a thought process. Like, is this, uh, do I identify with this company's values? Yeah. You're seeing that tremendously with the landscape and marketing now Mm -hmm. where you're like, people are canceling brands. People are canceling companies that they've been standing behind their entire lives because they came out and said something that they don't believe in. Yeah. And you're watching this culture war go on too. And I'm just like, wild it's wild bro like and it like but people now are in a position where and this is getting philosophical but because you know, i mean religion has largely left the culture mm-hmm. and um community centers have largely left the culture we've become incredibly connected but very mm-hmm. isolated at the same time yeah people spend a third of their life sleeping a third of their life at work um so they that third of their life they want it to be worthwhile they want to have community they want to have something to believe in. That's right. So you almost have to create, I don't want to say create your work like a religion, but you have to give those same, um, those same attributes. Sure. There has to be something that they can enjoy where they have fun, where they have like something to look up to somebody to look, uh, somebody to look up to something to look forward to. Right. Um, and I tell people like, if, if you're not happy where you're at, just leave. Right. You'll find something. Else. It's not worth it. No. Nah. 
not worth it to waste. You don't, you don't, you don't get that time back. It ain't worth it to waste it. Yeah. Man. Well, this is, this is exactly the conversation that we had here today, man, is the point of this whole podcast. It's the, the, the point here is there's a lot of really easy choices to make when it comes to like buying a product. Mm-hmm. You can go to Amazon, you can find supplements, you can go to Target or Walmart and find supplements. Um, but when you spend your money local, this this is what you're helping, right? You're helping someone like you who's helping your community, who's helping the people around you, providing a great place for people to work, providing great products to local people. It's this is this is what it's all about, man. And I think you're a perfect embodiment of what a local business can, what, what good can come from when you spend your dollars with, with a local business. So man, I, uh, I, I encourage everybody to check, check Matt out, check house of gains out every company that we've had on here. Like the, the ramifications of using a local business is so big mm-hmm. and it's massive up to the point. I, or in an earlier episode, I wrote, you know, or I talked about how you could, we could pump about $500 million back into our local economy Easily. simply by just taking $50 a month and, and transferring that spending to a local company. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm kind of trying to wrap it up a little bit because I, oh. I have, and I got an appointment and I'm like, dude, I could sit here and talk to you <laughs> for hours, like dude. literally forever. Yeah. Like, can we, can we do a part two? Can I come to, can I come to you? Yeah, absolutely. I want to come to you and I want to go see your York or your Lancaster store. Yeah. And I want to continue the conversation. Yeah, that would be great. I always, I, I, to play off of one thing before we wrap it up. Sure, sure. Um, Amazon will never sponsor your kid's baseball team. That's never going to happen. Jeff Bezos doesn't care. Yeah. Like, and I'm sure he's a nice guy if you ever meet him. Sure. Like, I'm, I, 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 don't, I don't like talking bad on people just because they're rich or successful. I think right. It's ridiculous because if it was you, you wouldn't want anybody to talk bad about you. Right. Um, so I always try and put myself in their shoes. But in that sense of when a company is owned by somebody in your area, um, they will then use that money to reinvest in your area. Yeah. And then uh, like <laughs> when you have nothing but McDonald's, nothing but Wendy's, nothing but Walmart's, nothing but Targets, every dollar you spend goes somewhere else. Yep. It goes to Bentonville, Arkansas. Yep. It goes to, it goes to Seattle. You know, it goes to Seattle. It <laughs> yeah. goes over here. And it doesn't even go in there. It goes into offshore accounts. Like, right. And 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 different avenues and stuff, hedge funds and things like that. Yeah. When you buy it from people that are in your area, that person is then going to build another location. Then they're going to hire more people. Then they're going to pay their people more. Then okay. those people are going to buy houses. Then mm-hmm. they're going to then sponsor, they're going to start a business. And then they're going to sponsor the kids' baseball team. Then they're going to go here and be like, hey, this park is kind of dumpy. Let's let's have like, um, I have a buddy that owns a barber shop in downtown New York. Mm-hmm. And he does uh, clean up the streets all the time. They mm-hmm. go out and they'll get like 20 of their customers yeah. and friends and stuff like that. And they go out and they just pick up trash on the street. That's and like awesome. there's guys in York right now that are going to build this big sports complex. And they're like, yeah, we just want the, the money that we have. Like we might as well build a location here in the area because if we don't do it, another company's going to. Right. And I'm just like, that's a good point. Yeah. You know what I mean? If, if, if you send it over to like Walmart or GNC or something like that. That money goes into a corporate entity somewhere else. Never to be seen again. It's never going to be never going to come back. Never going to come back to here at least. No. Yeah. They're just, they're honestly, they're just pointing out there's portions of this country where if you go to like uh, certain cities within the limits of those townships, they won't even allow franchises. Yeah. Franchises. yeah they won't even corporate allow corporate dick. stores. It's yeah. only local businesses and they do that. And I've been to those areas of the country and you're like, 
oh my god, this place is really nice. Yeah, the streets are really clean. Yeah, the people are really happy. Everybody seems to have more money. It's amazing. You're like, wait a second, how does everybody have happens. more money? Well, it's because it's not being the rag isn't being squeezed. That's right. Like they're not squeezing the sponge out. They're just literally filling the sponge with more water. And then you got this big juicy sponge that's yeah. Central Pennsylvania. Yeah, and that's what I would like to see happen in this area. Let's make it happen. We're gonna make it happen. That's what I'm here to do, man. I'm here yeah. to spread that word. I'll shout it from the rooftops. Yeah. And well, let's make it happen. One podcast, one bottle of supplements at a time. That's the way it works. Let's do it. Um, all right, so let's wrap it up. Um, give us your name again. How? Where can people find you online in your stores? Give us another quick little recap on you. So you can go to houseagains.com if you want to purchase any um, dietary supplements, um, sports nutrition, uh, things like that. You can find us at official house of gains or house of gains underscore York, house of gains underscore Lancaster. Um, those are our Instagram <laughs> handles. Um, you can uh, reach out to any one of those. If you go into any of my stores, none of my employees are commission-based, nice. so they're never going to try and sell you on a product you don't need. Nice. Um, literally, if you just put in Google House of Gains, my picture's going to come up. You're going to find you. Yep, you're going to be able to find me. You're going to be able to find one of my employees. And nice. ask any one of us. We're like our own little community. Um, we're right all on. In it. We're all, they're like the three musketeers. We're all for one, one for all kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Right on, man. Well, I'll have all of uh, your socials linked down below. Um, this has been Matt. This has been... This has been one of my favorite episodes that we've done so far, man. (laughs) Looking forward to a part two. Part two is going to be phenomenal. All right, brother.